also rain. Hallelujah. Amen. No, 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 no. Nothing should stop me from attending church services. Hallelujah. I'm not sure if you have the TLB translation of the Bible there, is it? Or, or the NLT? If not, make sure that you give me the web version. Alright? You don't have TLB, I'm sure. Just give me Hebrews 10.35 from the TLB translation. I want you to focus right now and, and just pay close attention. Hallelujah. The, the Lord, you know, God is large and He's in charge. Hallelujah. And we're partners together with Him in these last days. Hallelujah. My profound gratitude to the men of God, Reverend Dr. Chris Aikilome, DSCDD. Likewise, our original pastor, Pastor Bill Noel. Amen. And also, hallelujah, oh, you got it. And also our our group pastor in Fiji in the Pacific, Pastor Semiti Kaisao. Amen. Hallelujah. Today, amazing thing is happening. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, our our group is growing. Yeah? The Fiji group is growing. Hallelujah. And today we have received an announcement by our original pastor that Super Sub Group has promoted to be a group. Wow, hallelujah. Sal is no longer a subgroup pastor. He's now a group pastor as well. Hallelujah. We will see the announcements whether our subgroup is gonna come under you know, I know for sure it will definitely come under our our highest in group pastor. Praise the Lord. So that was the announcement that, that happened today during our meeting. Amazing thing is happening. Glorious thing is happening. Praise the Lord. Today Pastor Peter Wang was speaking to us, talking to us concerning the plan for the year. Hallelujah. And I'm so excited. How many of you are all saying leaders here? Because you know, I believe Radin has sent a message. That there's going to be also a special meeting for sales and leaders. Praise the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. So, glory. Glory. So that means I'm expecting to see epignosis, abundant cell, supernatural Zion. I'm expecting to see gray cell, limitless gray cell. This Hallelujah. Divine excel. Amen. And prosperous, catartizo, flourishing. And then we have two new cells, divine favor and divine faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Divine favor cell and divine faith cell. By the way, the team cell, the team cell, we have actually just clustered them. We've clustered the teams. We're not really going to give you one cell each for now. Hallelujah. Because of the labor force. We really want to maintain this force to be strong enough until we later on divide it. So the divine favor cell is made up of Sister Jenny and Sister Rosie, and Sister Fusi, and Sister Tepa, and Sister Andy. Hallelujah. Amen. No? Sister Andy, yeah? Glory to God. Oh, you look excited. Yay! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. You have the divine faith cell. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wow. Headed by Brother Sai. Yay! Hallelujah. Woo! And that includes all the boys. Brother Kuja, Brother Kuja. Yay! These are all, of course, they are mighty, 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 mm. you know, sons. Hey. But I just need them to just be in a structured form mm. because of what I have planned for us in the, in the coming months. Wow. Three months, coming three months. Amazing oh. things that the Lord wants us to do. So, so far, we have uh, glory to God. By the way, uh, glory to God. Hallelujah. 
and then and then we have uh, 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 Brother Sabi. Who's Brother Sabi? Brother Sabi is it? Huh? Okay. Brother Sabi, Brother Sabi cell is uh, also a uh, rebranding. Eh? We're gonna. It's a mixture of dunamis and uh, exosia. But we have decided on a new name. We have decided on the new name. And uh, is this Sister Queenie? <laughs> God bless you. Hallelujah. And the new name for Brother Sabbath Cell. Hallelujah. And uh, I was thinking of joining them together with Sister Sunny, but Sister Sunny was adamant. Hey! Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've never voiced my, 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 my thought towards them, but I saw. No, the reaction, the discussion that we had on Sunday, I was like, woo, it's a takeover, right? These couples are just different. Wow. They're yeah. just radical for Jesus. Wow. Amen? Amen? So what I told them is they are going to was they are going to work together for the great Nawaka Watutu, uh, Solobi and uh, Aladata area. Hallelujah. And then uh, they're going to divide it. I'm going to work with them to divide the two areas. And take, for example, the divided to area and Sister Mary Rai will work together with Sister Sani. Amen. Amen. We will be joined by, by the two again. Hallelujah. Glory, Glory to God. God. So, in other words, there are actually 12 cells. Hey, Glory. Amen. There are 12 cells. That is Epigonosis cell. Hallelujah. The leaders of Epigonosis are right here. And then abundant cell, supernatural Zion cell, that has become just one cell overall. Okay? And then gray cell, and then limitless gray cell. Hallelujah. My brother Ruba. Amen. And divine excel cell. Praise the Lord. Brother Ruba, you are there. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Divine excel cell, prosperous cell, catartizo cell, flourishing cell. Then divine favor cell by the girls and divine faith cell by the boys. Praise the Lord. Amazing indeed. Hallelujah. And we have a plan that uh, our man of God has given to us. It's not a plan. Hallelujah. It's an assignment. Turn to your neighbor. It's an assignment. It's an assignment. Yes, assignment. So I will be discussing with the uh, leaders. And after that, I will let the whole church know as well about the assignment that we are engaging in in this year of the prolific church. Your cell is going to be so prolific. Amen. 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 You've got to understand that. Now, in the scripture that I just told you guys that we need to see from the TLB translations, amazingly, here, the Bible let us know about something. He says, let us not neglect our church meetings. <laughs> Glory to God. He says, let us not neglect our church meetings as some people do. Hallelujah. But encourage and warn each other, especially now that the day of his coming, back again, is drawing near. Praise the Lord. As we study the Bible, we see something very amazing. Hallelujah. Just tell your neighbor, say you are welcome. You are welcome. Hallelujah. You are welcome. You are welcome. Thank you for coming today. Hallelujah. Thank you. Sister, 
Akanisi. Akanisi. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My God. Hallelujah. You're not new. You're, you're, you're home. Yes. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And if you ask anyone here that they see here for the first time, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, I'm going to go to God. Just give them a Just shake their hands. Just shake their hands. Thank you so much. Welcome to Christ's Embassy. You're home. You're home. Hallelujah. Feel at home. All right? Feel at home. Understand that you are home already. Amen. Tell to never say, neighbor, you are home. You are home. You are home. So, when we look into the scriptures, the Bible says, let us not neglect our church meetings as some people do, but encourage and monitor, especially now, the day of his coming back again is dragging here. And, and something I said, now I want to get this. Take a moment to start taking a moment to say, no, we saw an amazing amazing discipline say amazing discipline. amazing discipline we saw an amazing discipline displayed by our lord jesus christ if you study the book of luke maybe mark luke and john you'll be able to see this we see in the book of luke specifically from that from chapter 4 verse 16 luke chapter 4 verse 16 we saw how the bible portrayed jesus hallelujah or the culture that jesus had while he was on earth. Let, let's read this together. Two, three, go. And he came to Nazareth. This is Jesus. Where he had been brought up. And as his, as his, as his, custom. So as his custom was, he went into the synagogues on the seventh day and stood up for to read. So the Bible showed us that Jesus' custom was to go to church. Glory to God. The Bible here in the King James translation shows us the custom that Jesus has, or Jesus had, when he walked the earth, amen? So he had a culture of regularly going to the synagogue, the designated place of worship. So in other words, when we look at this Bible verse, we see that it was part of, you know, Jesus Christ's personal discipline and devotion. Hallelujah. I in this place. Can they kill on a devotion? Then the person called devotion, Nico Sadama. You have in plan out the time, you have devoted the time, you have decided, glory to God, that you need to set apart this particular time for you to sit down and do something. Glory to God. So here we saw, you know, Jesus' devotion. We saw Jesus' personal discipline. So if the master, the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah, took going to the place of worship or to the synagogue to be an important spiritual activity. Say it together with me, important spiritual activity. Important. Because we know when Jesus Christ walked the earth, he was very spiritual. Amen. He was aware of his spirituality as he walked the earth. So, and he showed us in the scripture, hallelujah, shows in the scripture in the most in the amazing revelation of what kind of life that he lived. Glory to God. Are you still in this place? So he took going to the synagogue to be the to be an important spiritual activity that you and I ought to make going to church an important priority in our life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. They normally say what? You know, hail. Sorry? Hail rain. Hail, rain or shine. Hallelujah. I'll just be there. Glory to God. So, now we saw that it was Jesus' custom. A custom is something that you... What is the definition of custom? 
Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Are you in this place? So, when we look at the word custom, hallelujah, we, you, you know it. You are known by your custom. Hallelujah. So, like a tradition. Amen? Regular dealings, like a routine. It has become part of one's life. So, we saw that it is part of Jesus Christ to go to the place of worship every now and then. So, now, going to church, hallelujah, is... You know, it's more than just a weekly routine where we go on Sunday and Wednesday. And a lot of people think the Apostle Paul warned us. We saw that in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 from the Living Bible Translation. He says, and let us not neglect our church meetings. Let us not neglect our church meetings. Praise the Lord. Because it's vital. Praise the Lord. Sanga expressed that to the Paul again. No, 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 no. You know, his uh, displeasure at those who wouldn't go to church. And then he warned others, warned the church, you know, not to copy them. He says, let us not neglect our church meeting as some people do. That means there are some people who neglect our church meetings. And then he says, but encourage and warn each other. Encourage and warn each other, especially now that the day of his coming back again is drawing near. Praise the Lord. So, in other words, going to yourselves, amen, going to meetings is so vital, very important. Glory to God. If you can't discipline yourself to go to work every day, every day of the week, you cannot say, No, today I'm not going to go to work because it's not convenient, because you know, it rained so much and I, can go, I cannot go to work. Hallelujah, what will happen? Praise <laughs> God. This is talking about life. There are things that your work cannot do. If you if you are out from your work because of certain sickness, because of death, hallelujah, they'll they have your replacement. Just like that, they'll advertise against another somebody like you or somebody who's better than you. To, to, to come into that position. But you can control life. You can control death. Mm. Coming to church is vital. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then, now, that's the moment when you start to get, get the rhapsody. Put it here. Put it here. Glory to God. Amen. Get, get, get uh, the group to come and pray. To come and pray. No, 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 no. Get your boss from the workplace to come and pray for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go to church is vital. Amen. Amen. So, I'm going to say that I'm going to say that i to say that I'm going to say that I'm going to say that I'm going to to from one level of glory to another, some amen, amen somebody. Glory to God. You may be saying, Oh, Pastor, I, I couldn't come to church because my house is too far away. Then come and talk with me so that we can put a church there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. There is no problem at all. The book of Psalms, chapter 132, verse 1. One of the amazing Bible verses. Glory to God. Psalms 132, verse 1. He says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go, go to the house, house of the Lord. Lord. 
I'm glad to be here. Hey, neighbor, I'm glad to be here. Hey, hallelujah. This is the most exciting place to be. Hallelujah. Say to neighbor, you are supremely blessed. Neighbor, you are supremely blessed. You are Macarios. Oh, shout amen, somebody. Glory to God in the highest. Exciting, exciting. There's another verse in the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 15. Paul, speaking to Timothy, he told Timothy something. Praise God. Now, let's look at the Bible verse together. Hallelujah. 1 Timothy 3, 15. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Mm. So I'm the blessed of the Lord. I am the blessed of the Lord. So I know who I am. I know who I am. I'm different. I'm different. I'm born of God. I'm born of God. Hallelujah. I overcome the world. And I overcome the world. Praise God. Praise God in the highest. Hallelujah. He said, but if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the crown of truth. So he was telling Timothy, Timothy, there's a way we behave ourselves in the house of God. And the Lord Jesus Christ showed us how we should behave. How it said, the Bible says it was his custom, amen, to go to the synagogues every day, hallelujah, every Sabbath, to preach, to share. So he said, but if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, hallelujah. What is the house of God? What is the church of the, he said, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth, the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. We are in the kingdom. Amen. Glory to God in the highest. Praise God. Now, I would like to just to remind you a few things tonight. Hallelujah. We had just last week, we had our meeting with uh, Pastor Chris. Uh, the ministerial ministry Bible training course MBTC. It was an amazing meeting, amazing meeting, hallelujah! Amazing meeting that we had. It gave us so much understanding, hallelujah! It gave us so much light, direction on what we need to do in this year of the prolific church, you know. And that's what I would like to talk to you about as well. The man of God, Pastor Chris, was speaking to us concerning what you need to do in order for you to in order for you to make this year prolific for you prolific what does prolific mean it means to spread multiply expand in every area of your life and he says this is the year of the prolific church the word church as you know comes from the greek word ecclesia and ecclesia what does it mean the chosen one like you i we are part of that the word church comes from the Greek word ecclesia. So everyone who's born again, you become part of this church. Hallelujah. And I told you already, in God's mind, when he created the world, the church was his idea all along. So when he was speaking to Abraham, speaking to Abraham, the idea when even when he was dealing with Adam and Eve, his idea was to, you know, set apart a certain group of people whom he will make sure that everything is done. Glory to God. Come on, somebody. Does everything to him. And then, you know, a person that can communicate with him and talk with him. A person that can understand the way he talks. What he needs. <clears throat> Glory to God. You see what I'm trying to say? That's why God created human beings to be like his image. 
and likeness. Who's just like it so that he can talk to himself. Glory to God. Come on somebody. This is exciting. And that's why we found out in the scriptures. In the New Testament when we look into the scriptures. We are just looking at the image of God. And then he told us that the word of God is a mirror. Alright. The Bible says as we look. Behold as in a glass. As in a mirror. The word of God. So he showed us that the word of God is a mirror. The mirror, as we know, will only reflect what is in front of it. Amen? So, you will see it is a mirror. But he said, it is a mirror. Say, it's a mirror. It's a mirror. And then he later says, if I look, I will see the glory. If I look, I will see the glory. But he's telling us that it's a mirror. He says, and all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God is in the mirror. So he's telling us the word of God is like a mirror. He introduced the mirror principle to the word of God. Say mirror principle. Mirror principle. Word of God. So in other words, when we look at the mirror principle, the mirror will only reflect what is in front of the mirror. Is that right? So he told us in the scriptures with unveiled face. Now I want to get this out. So the Bukina, when we look into the word of God as in a mirror, what we do is see, we see the glory of the Lord. So he says, Look into the word. So I look into the word. And then he says, Do you see the glory? He said, I see the glory. But he says, It's a mirror. It's a mirror, but I'm seeing the glory. It's a mirror. But I'm seeing the glory. No, it's a mirror. Hallelujah. So who is the glory? The one that's looking into the mirror. Hallelujah. Listen, this is serious. Because the moment that you become born again, the Lord set up his kingdom inside of you. He set up a kingdom inside of you. A lot of people they don't know this. They don't know this. We found out from the scriptures in the book of Daniel, chapter 2, that that you know, I was sharing a little bit of this on Sunday. That Nebuchadnezzar saw a statue, the head of gold, the shoulder of silver, praise the Lord. You know, and then you know the loin area of what? Bronze, and then the legs or the feet of iron, and then from the ankle down is a mixture of iron and clay and the Lord says this is a vision of the different dynasty the different empires is going to lead the world in the world to come and then he says you O Nebuchadnezzar you are the head you are the head of gold praise the Lord the head of gold but then as we read the visions as we read Daniel chapter 2 we found out something very interesting Hallelujah. The Bible says that in the days or in the times of these kings, Daniel 2.44, he says, and in the days of these kings, they are all kings, the statue, they're all kings. Then he says, in the day of these kings, the God of heaven set up a kingdom, set up a kingdom, which shall, read it together with me, which shall never be destroyed, which shall never be destroyed. And then he says, the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all this kingdom. Think about it. So he's telling us the kingdom that the Lord was is, is going to set up while this kingdom is still reigning, it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, yeah. and it shall stand forever. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many of you work with the government? Anyone here work with the government? Praise the Lord. Yeah, matter of fact, or you know, every every company is connected to the government. Right? Whether you be in a corporate world, a private business, it's somehow connected to the government because you are actually working to give government some tax. Hallelujah. To drive the country that we live in. 
But there is a kingdom that will stand forever according to the scripture. Do you believe in the scripture? How many of you believe in the scripture? Amen. How many of you believe in the Bible? Listen, there, all the means that the Lord has given us to the Bible is spot on. Over 500 test, uh, you know, prophecies about the coming Messiah, the Messiah King. Even the Bible talked about when the exact time that the Messiah would die. Hallelujah. We saw it, right? It's clear. Daniel told us. Isaiah told us. Daniel specifically told us when will it happen. Boy, just amazing. Hallelujah. That's why I trust the Bible more than any, any other writings. A lot of people think that the Word of God is just a bunch of history books written by some historians who do know nothing. Hallelujah. Think about it. God gave Daniel all these things that will happen right at the end. Amen. And then we found out that Jesus Christ came right at the leg or the feet area during the reign of the Roman Empire. Praise the Lord. So think about it. While Jesus was on the earth, the Roman soldiers were there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Hallelujah. The Roman Empire was still in operation. That's a leg. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says the Messiah is going to be cut off. What happened? Hallelujah. And then when the Roman's empire faded away, hallelujah, the Messiah was cut off at the 69th week of Daniel. That is right at the, the ridge between the ankle and the feet. It was a hidden time. A hidden time. And the Lord says, in the days of these kings, so the God of heaven set up a kingdom. He shall set up a kingdom. He shall set up a kingdom. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we're thinking about, hey, has this kingdom come? Remember the, remember the Lord's Prayer? What was the Lord's Prayer? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then he says, thy kingdom come. The question is, has that prayer been answered? Come on, if Jesus prayed, the, end, the prayer should be answered. Because when he prayed, hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody. So he says, thy kingdom come. That's why Pastor Chris told us, even, even, even the if you see the Lord's prayer, is no longer applicable now because Jesus was teaching those who were in the Old Testament that prayer. But the kingdom has come. Castle to Obaya. Now maybe when we use the kingdom come, meaning we're thinking about the kingdom that came from that will come from heaven. But a lot of people didn't realize the Lord Jesus is, was is setting up a kingdom. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me let me give you something. story how the Lord was speaking and then he says therefore I say unto you the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth the fruits thereof he was speaking to the Israelites he was speaking to the Jews the Hebrews he was, he was, he was speaking like this hey I'll give it to a nation I'll give it to a what nation come on give it to what nation hallelujah he says I will give it to a nation and this nation will what Bring forth the fruits thereof. Bring forth the fruits thereof. In the book of 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9, the Bible says, But 
but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and what type of nation? A holy a holy nation. So we are a nation. Amen. We're a nation. Glory to God. What happened? The Lord has taken the kingdom from the Israelites, from the Jews, and gave it to a nation. He said, this nation will produce the fruits. Go back to the book of Matthew there. Hallelujah. So, therefore say unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation. And he said, this nation will bring forth the fruits thereof. Peter says, you are the holy nation. You are the peculiar people. Chosen generation. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And then he told us something. He told them, the nation will be taken out from you and then it will be given to a nation. And this nation will produce, because this nation will produce. But, but earlier on, what happened? Daniel said in a vision that the Lord showed him that in the reigns of this king, Daniel chapter 2 verse 44, he says, and in the days of this king, shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, not the kingdom of this world. The Lord will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not left to another people. This is not talking about America. No, 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 no. This is the church. This is the church. Amen? This is the church of Jesus Christ. The church of Jesus Christ. And everyone that is born again, you become part of that church. Amen. You're part of this kingdom. How many of you are here part of the kingdom? Hallelujah. And I told you, the kingdom of God is not a building. The kingdom of God is not something just, you know, I don't know, like an organization, like a, you know, United Nations or other NGOs. The kingdom of God is established by revelation and is only built by revelation. Are you hearing me? Because I saw the world, the moment that you become born again, you will respond. You responded by faith. And then what happened? You come, you enter into the kingdom. The Bible says the Lord raised us up and he made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Then the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. That's where we are. That's where we are. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Read, read that Bible verse together with me. Two, three, go. And have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Yes. So he says he had raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So the church is the kingdom of heaven because we are in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Are you hearing me? So where are you now? You are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What happened? The Lord brought you into that place. The moment that you become born again, that's the church. That's the church of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. And then, so I have a raised life. My life is raised. Turn to never say, I have, I have a raised life. I have a raised life. So my life is raised. I, I don't have a low life. I refuse to have a low life. See, I refuse to have a low life. Say, everything about me is high. Do you know that there is no other high? When you're in heaven, there is no, there's nothing higher, like even higher. There's no direction. There's no time. Praise the Lord. The Bible only talk about the kingdom of God or where God is, is called north. If you're in heaven, it's just north. There's no south. There's no, even no east. There's no west. It's just north. One direction. Praise the Lord. So in the book of Colossians chapter 3, verses 1, he told us something very amazing. Say, I, I live a raised life. So he says, if ye then be risen with Christ, if Christ has already raised you up, then he said, what did he say? Seek those things which are above. Kaya Seek those things which are above. 
where Christ seated on the right hand of the Father, the right hand of God. Look at next verse. He says, set your affections on things above, not on the things of the earth. That means your affections, your what are your what is your life after? What is your life after? What is your heart? Remember, a few Sundays ago, I was teaching you on the importance of your heart. The Lord is shouting for a man whose heart is after him. That's the whole reason when all of Jesse's children were, were arranged in front of him, the Lord's radar didn't stop at Elia or the few others, but it stopped at David. And then why? Because the Bible says, you know, at first Samuel said, I think, I think Eliab is nice. He's handsome, he's tall. And then the Lord said, don't look at his, the height of his stature. Don't look at his countenance. But look on the inside. The Lord does not look like how men sees. But he said, the Lord look at the heart. Praise the Lord. So the Lord judges the heart. So if he comes to you and see, oh boy, oh boy. Take me to the book of Acts. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Acts. Rabba Soto Kobahaya. Say, I'm the blessed of the Lord. I know who I am. I'm a child of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So from the book of Acts, chapter, what chapter is that? 13 verse 22. It's first Samuel chapter 13 verse 14, but the book of Acts. Hallelujah. Maybe go to the book of First Samuel, chapter 13, verse 22. Verse 13, verse 14. Chapter 13, 14. Verse 14. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But now the kingdom shall not continue. This is Samuel speaking to Saul. He says, your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord hath sought him a man after his own heart. The Lord hath sought him. It was the Lord that looked. The Lord that searches. He said, the Lord hath sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people. Because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. He said, because you haven't kept, because you didn't keep what the lord has commanded you to do that's why the lord has sought him the lord has looked hallelujah for another man whose heart is after him what is your heart after what is your heart after praise the lord what is your heart after? what comes first in your mind in your heart and then when we go to the book of x chapter 18 verse 22 x chapter 18 verse 22 we saw something amazing we saw that the Bible again referred to dead David. And when he had removed him, he raised unto them David. When he had removed who? Saul. And the Lord raised up unto them David to be their king. To whom also he gave testimony. The Lord gave the testimony. Imagine when the Lord gave the testimony. He also gave the testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. A man after my own heart. And then he says, which shall fulfill all my will. Sometimes people say, Lord, make me do your will. Make me do your will. It's from your heart. If your heart is just after the Lord, he says, this man shall fulfill all my will. So the reason why a lot of people, a lot of Christians, they will never find themselves doing what God wants them to do or be, be in a place where you are in a total, you know, surrender to his will. When the Lord directs you, See, the Lord will not come to you and force you to do certain things. Because the Lord has given us a special gift according to the scriptures. The Lord has given us the gift of what? Choice. He, even heaven and hell is a choice. You can choose whether you want to go to heaven 
or hell. But he always presents something to you. He'll always say, okay, you either choose life or death. But he said, choose life. Choose this way. He gives you all the necessary requirements. But the truth is yours. The Lord will never, never disrespect you. You know? Do you know that? He respects you because he has given you the gift. If you give a gift to your friend, you will never have this you never have this, you know, this 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 God to go and take it back because it's a gift. Praise the Lord. It's a gift. Yeah, it's a gift. I cannot take it back because it's a gift. It doesn't matter how bad or how mad you 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 know you are. It's a gift. It, it's how it is. Glory to God. So imagine when God comes to you and gives you that gift, the gift of choice. That's why if God, God, you know, God is so powerful. He can just press buttons like this and everybody can just bow down and worship him. Why couldn't he do that? Because of the gift of choice. Because of what? The gift of choice. And he will never force himself. The devil will force himself to you, but never God. Because he respects his word. The Bible says he only respects his word. Because he's not meant to lie. When he releases his word, he makes sure that that word is accomplished. Because that is nature. That is his culture. That is who he is. That is righteousness in manifestation. Glory to God. Glory to God. He's true to his word. So we found out that, that it is the heart. Why God wants to, has shifted his plan to move to David. Why? It's just because of his heart. And then guess what? From David, he chose to use the David lineage to enter into this world. Hallelujah. And save mankind. That is how David's kingdom is sustained forever. He says your kingdom will reign forever. But David died. It's his lineage through Jesus Christ. Because God saw that through David, he will introduce the Messiah and his kingdom reign forever. As long as we are here, we are the house of David, not the house of Saul. Amen. The house of David, hallelujah, is the nation that know God from their hearts. The whole reason why you are born again is because you believe you had faith. And faith was that ticket that brought you into the kingdom. And then from there, hallelujah, you become born again. Hallelujah, you are native in heaven. You are native Zion. Glory to God. You are native spiritual. Glory to God. You are not a native Fijian. You cease to be a native Fijian. You cease to be a Fijian. You cease to be a Pacific Islander. You become the member of household of God. You become a child of God. Sons of God. Literally. A lot of people, they don't know this. Amen. God is a spirit. Say, God is a spirit. And they that must worship him, must worship him in spirit and in truth. So in the Bible let us know that spirit is the truth. That means wherever God lives, if the Lord chooses to, to live as a flesh, that means the flesh is the truth. Wherever the Lord lives, wherever God lives, wherever God resides, that's where truth lives. That's where truth is. Because truth is God. God is truth. Truth is a spirit. Amen. Truth is a spirit. Come on, somebody. Truth is a spirit. That's where God lives. Amen. So everything that happens in the spirit is the truth. Is the truth. If you were born again, hallelujah, why were you born again? How did you as a Christian become born again? Because you received the seed of God. Every child that needs to be born needs 
hallelujah, some form of, you know, some form of seed activity. Glory to God. Glory to God. Take for example, I've been sharing this with you for many times. What happened? God created the first Adam and Eve. And then he says, okay, Eve is necessary because that's a program that God gave Eve and Adam. They need to reproduce. They need to have children, grandchildren, and that's how they're going to fill up the whole earth. Praise the Lord. But when it comes to Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, according to the scriptures, he was the last Adam. Jesus Christ was also another Adam, but the last Adam. Praise the Lord. He was 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45, and so it is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul. So he has a new, he has a different will, he has a different order, he has a different structure, organized and programmed by God. The first Adam was supposed to reproduce humanly, have a wife, children, and reproduce that way. And then, what happened, the Bible introduced the another Adam, and he called this Adam the last Adam. Who was the last Adam? It was Jesus Christ. And then the Bible says he is not a living soul, but was a, he was made a quickening spirit. So how does Jesus Christ reproduce? The Bible didn't say that he has children or married somebody. He wasn't married and having children. So how come? How can Jesus reproduce? How do the rule spirit? The word is spirit. Remember, Jesus said, "The word that I speak unto you, they are life and spirit." Every time you come to church, you are receiving spirit. You are receiving God. God transport himself through his word. Are you in this place? So what happened? Somebody preached the gospel to you, but you received the message. Like how you're receiving right now. Hallelujah. So you receive the gospel, the message. It is a seed of God. The word of God is a seed of God. Amen. The word of God is what? Not the seed of Adam. The first Adam. It was a, the word of God is a seed of the last Adam. The last Adam was God in the human body, God in flesh. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh. The word became flesh. So Jesus Christ was Elohim in human form. Jesus Christ was El Shaddai in human form. Jehovah in human flesh. Yeah. Glory to God. Are you hearing me? Praise the Lord. So he was also the last Adam called Christ. Amen. He became the life-giving spirit, restoring the dead to life. Those who are dead, dead in the spirit. Praise the Lord. So go back to the King James translation. So think about it. So how can, how does Jesus reproduce? Because do you know what? This nation, say nation. The nation, the holy nation that is undefiled, not human nation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The other day, the other day what happened at home, the kids, they were looking at, uh, you know, they were looking, they were browsing at, you know, a certain, you know, a certain, uh, you know, movies that came. So they were looking at the movies. And then suddenly I realized that, uh, that, that, that uh, joy, Joy came to me and said, Daddy, I want to watch that movie. What movies? He said, these movies go like this. Go like this. I said, what is that? Hallelujah. And then I realized that it's a movie called Wakanda. Right? And some of you may have, I don't know if you have watched this. So I, I decided to try to see what kind of movies it is. And I saw in the summary part, it says that these are like an imaginary place, a high-tech place. 
right? Not of this world. I said, ah, that's us. That's a lie. Whatever they're trying to show to the people. Christ, that's the church. Amen. The whole world knew that there's a group of people who are stronger Amen. Yes. than the rest of all the governments Amen. and people of this world. Because according to the book, we are living by the scripts. Everything is like in God's movie house. It's a script. Every every actor and actresses, they must live by the script. Amen. If the script says you, you are rich, you have to be rich. They'll give you everything to become rich in that movie, right? And they even tell you to walk rich. We have a script called the scripture. Are you hearing me? And the scripture is just an image of you, like a mirror. So the scripture says we are a holy nation, or human people, or chosen generation. So we are not trying to be, we are it. We have it. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. So think about it. We are the chosen generation. So the last Adam came and he didn't, didn't even have a wife. No wife, no children. But how can he become the Adam? Because Adam, according to the Hebrew rendering, meaning the first man of a generation. This man should multiply. This man should give birth. Praise the Lord. But the Lord was looking at a holy nation, undefiled, untouched, incorruptible, can no longer be corrupted. Do you know that you belong to that Amen. city? Amen. You belong to that generation? Amen. The Amen. moment that you receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The moment you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says you are born again. Not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. What is that seed? He says the word of God. Being born again, not of corruptible seed. The corruptible seed there is a seed of man, meaning it's a failing seed, the first Adam seed. In other words, hallelujah, if you see it from the Greek rendering, it's actually called sperma. Hallelujah, sperma, meaning human seed that came from a man. So he says being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible one, the one that can never fail, the one that never loses its power, the one that didn't come oh, is human origin. Amen. Glory to God. Are you hearing me? He says that incorruptible seed is the word of God. Oh, amen. The word of God is the seed of God. Wow. Praise the Lord. So think about it. This is something so amazing. The seed of an orange has everything about the orange. It even have, has the taste of how the orange that is going to grow, that is going to come out from the tree, should taste like everything from the parent plant transferred in the seed and the seed comes and reproduces. So he told us that the word of God is a seed, meaning everything that is inside God is inside his word. Everything inside God is inside his word. His lifestyle, his nature, the way he thinks. Amen. So now, that seed was released and you've released, you've accepted the seed. And then what happened? It came to your spirit and you are recreated. Your human, your human, your human spirit was recreated. That's how you become born again. You are born of the Spirit. Look at it. From the book of John, chapter 1, verse 12. He said, but as many as received him, how, how do you receive him? The word. When you receive the word, you're actually receiving him. And he said, but as many as receive him, to them the Lord gave him power to become sons of God. Hey, you are literally the sons of God. Mm. Why do 
Why are we called sons of God? Because the Lord created us. No, 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 no. You are literally called the sons of God because God gave birth to you. God gave birth to you. The spirit is more real than biologic, biological. Are you hearing me? No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Come on, somebody. Because the spirit is more real. When God defines things, he will only define it in the spirit because the spirit is the truth. The spirit is truth. When something happens in the spirit, it's a truth. He said the flesh profits of nothing. Amen. He says, it is a spirit that quickeneth, meaning the spirit gives life. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. What a life that we have in Christ. Say, I know who I am. Glory to God. So he says, it's a spirit that quickeneth. Take me to the Bible verse. Glory to God. First, I believe, first Corinthians. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Rabbi Soto I know who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. John chapter 6, verse 63. Hallelujah. He says, It is the spirit that quickeneth. He says, The flesh, there's no profit. It profiteth nothing. Come on. Are you in this place? He says, The words that I speak unto you, what are these words? They are actually spirits. Come on. I want to hear me. Look at me right now. Don't worry about those who are coming in. It is a spirit that quickeneth, meaning the spirit gives life. If you major on the flesh, he said, that's, that's profited nothing. It's, it's not no use because he is spirit. Glory to God. God knew those who came from the first Adam, he said, that's corruptible seed. Don't really depend there. Now, you've got to understand the Lord has lifted his, the way he looks at the world. He shifted things. He introduced the second Adam. And now these are the strong people. The strong people who walk the earth, but they are of a different origin. Come on, somebody. They walk the earth, but they are of a different origin. He closed Capradila Akades. He said, It is a spirit that quickeneth. He said, The flesh profited nothing. It's no use. If you're thinking about this Matagali, this Yabusa, all he said, It's just profited nothing. It is a spirit that quickeneth. The words that I speak unto you, he said, these are spirit, they are spirit, and they are life. That means the real life is in God. Because he's the author of life. A lot of people think life is this, somebody is alive and walking. No, 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 no. Real life is in God. If you really want to define life, seek God, because he is the way, the truth, the life. Life is a person. And the person of God is the word in flesh, which is Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. He said, you know, whosoever believeth in him, whosoever believeth in the word, whosoever believeth in him should not perish. I don't perish. I will never perish because I'm seriously, seriously child of God. Seriously, 100%. Nobody can change it. You can be born in a family and still have doubts whether that's your parents or not. Are you hearing me? You may not even know where your father comes from or where your mother comes from. Glory to God. You can still have some doubts. But if something is born of the Spirit, it's born for real. Yeah. You cannot have doubt with the Spirit. Are you hearing me? 
How many of you have doubts? Do you know that you're really seriously a child of God? If you're a child of God, that means you have inheritance. Hallelujah. You are the father. Your, your, your father is the monarch of the universe. No one of the Bible says that we are heir of God. Think about it. That audacity that you can call yourself the heir of God. Hey, hallelujah. Do you know? They will ask you this question. Do you know who you are? Glory to God. The Bible says we are heir of God. Glory to God. If you go to the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 16, the Bible says this. You should not have doubt about these things. That's why if you come across sickness, if you come across whatever in your life, you're going to rise up and, and know who you are. The Bible says the Spirit himself, which is the Holy Spirit, he beareth witness with our own human spirit that we are the children of God. Glory to God. I'm a child of God for real. I'm a child of God for real. Seriously, seriously, serious. I told you when something happened in the spirit, it's for real. How many of you want to speak it now? You really understand your origin that this thing is real. Amen. Yes. It's not a joke. This is why you should be confident. You should be confident. Because you are you are you are good kind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Some God kind. Some God kind. Ten to three people say that. Glory to God. So the Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 5 verse 4, say I'm from God. Hallelujah. That means your spirit inside of you. Your spirit inside of you came from God. Then he says for whatsoever, look at this Bible verse, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Woo. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm of a different class. I overcome poverty. I overcome lack. In the name of Jesus, you do what God do. You do what your father do. Your father talks, which is God. He talks. He talks. He's sitting on the throne and he speaks. Your prosperity, your divine health is just in your mouth. No wonder the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Because that's how God lives. That's how God's live. Amen. That's how God's live. If, if your father is God, then who are you? If your father is God, then who are you? It boggles, it, this, this kind of communication boggles the uh, theology of a lot of Christians. Think about it. Your pastor comes to you and says you are God. <laughs> they will come up and they'll try to speak and they'll protest. And they say the pastor of Christ Embassy in the church in Nandetane is the devil. They're trying to say that Rako Zopradia. They say he's a false prophet because he's trying to teach everybody that says that they are God. If your father is God, then who are you? Hey, I'm God. <laughs> I didn't choose to be God. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen. I was born that way. Amen. I didn't do anything. I never decided by myself. I'm naturally God. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. The Bible says it. Psalms 82, 6. The Bible says, 
I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. They accused Jesus, and Jesus quoted this same scripture in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 34. And then Jesus threw it at them and told them, Is it not written in your law? Jesus, read it together with me, two, three, go. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I said, ye are gods. Gods, plural, S, is simple English. You will not take the big G God. You are God. He is the God of gods. He's a God of gods. When we say he's a God of gods, he's not a God of other gods like Buddha, Muhammad, Krishna. All those are not gods. They can never be calculated and classified as gods. Peter told us that we are heavenly pantheon. Partaker of divine nature. And I wasn't going to partake of divine nature. It came from the Greek word pantheon. Meaning we are sub-gods. Gods. The Bible scholars, they look at it and they, will, they say, ah, yes, cannot be. Something's wrong with Peter. Maybe he did something. He, I don't know why he introduced, why he used the Greek word pantheon. Because the word pantheon, it, it, it was, it derived, it came from, it came from the Greek mythology. Because the Greek, they have their god Zeus, who, who is a devil, according to the book of Revelation. Hallelujah. Zeus and then all the mini gods, the god of war, the god of love, the god of certain things, they are called pantheon. They are all called pantheon. Those god of love, god of war, god of whatever, god of abundance, god of uh, all those things. They are called pantheon. And Peter used the word pantheon to refer to Christians. We are heavenly pantheons. And then the Bible calls says, ah, this cannot be real. This cannot be real. The moment that you become born again, you are seriously born of the Spirit. Seriously a child of God. Seriously. Seriously. Not like this, yeah, everybody's a child of God, amen. The whole, no, 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 no. You, specifically you, Christian, you are born of the Spirit. You are born of the Spirit. And the Spirit is more real than the flesh. This is a Holy Spirit. Why you cannot be sick? You shouldn't be sick. Rise up and know who you are. This is the reason why you shouldn't die. Immortality was already provided to us through the gospel. You should not die. The Bible says if you want to die, then you can choose. You choose to die. Death is now optional. It's not compulsory in our Christianity. Because you are a holy nation. The Bible says, no, it is appointed to men once to die. Praise the Lord. The Bible doesn't say it was appointed for all of us to die. No. Hallelujah. Can I have it in the Salesi? Salesi na tamatayan tuwa, memat dia sa tala sa mga kaya. Sa tungo mo sa mga bibit ni Salesi, tamatayan tuwa, memat. But the English says it is appointed to to man once to die. If you wanna die, you can die, but it's once. For Christian, if you wanna die, you can die once, but you will not die there. The second death. Praise the Lord. Which is in hell. Come on, somebody. I'm seriously a child of God. Turn to them and say, I'm really seriously a child of God. So he says, whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. Whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. Glory to God. And then Pastor said something very amazing to us. Pastor Chris, he was sharing to us in this, in during the MBTC. And he told us something very important. Only two things that can make you run or be in tune or go together with the beat of the Holy Spirit in the ear of the prolific church 
He told us only two things. One is relevant. Relevance and impact. Being relevant. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And being impactful. Are you hearing me? So this was relevant and impact. He says, if you combine relevant and impact, it will make you what? Effective. Effectiveness is a result. We all want to be effective, isn't it? Amen. We all want to be effective. But how can you make the ear of the prolific church effective? Remember, while I was trying to explain about the word prolific church, I told you the church, God's idea was just a church all along. That's why I took you to Daniel chapter 2 verse 44 to show you that the prophecy of a kingdom that the Lord is going to set up while this kingdom is still running, the Lord set up another kingdom. And then I showed you the scripture that in the book of John how Jesus Christ came to his own and his own received him not. They rejected the, they rejected the Christ. But we found out in the scripture that this Christ was called the rock which the builders rejected. We became the chief of the corner, chief cornerstone. So we found out that, that Peter revealed the identity of the rock. He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and Jesus said, oh, upon that rock, I will build the church. <clears throat> upon that understanding, I will build the church. And what is the church? It is this kingdom, the kingdom of heaven that Jesus Christ brought. You know, John the Baptist came, repent. Hallelujah. Repent and be baptized. For the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of heaven is here. And what happened? Jesus came with the kingdom of heaven. Jesus came with the kingdom of heaven. Everyone who's born again, you are part of that kingdom. The strongest kingdom in the world. Strongest kingdom in the world. That's why I told my kids, you know, these are all lies. These are all lies. The real kingdom, the most powerful kingdom that the world has never seen before is the church. Now, it sounds right because we use the church as like an organization, a religious organization, like the Catholic Church, the Methodist Church, this church, that church. It sounds a little bit right. Praise the Lord. But for us to understand what the church is, we know who we are. We know who we are. That's the reason why the Antichrist cannot live together with the church. A lot of people think like some, some some denomination think that we will look, live through the tribulation live through the tribulation and we will struggle but we will all go in the second coming no 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 praise the lord second coming we are coming down together with christ Amen. that's after the seven years of feasting in heaven Amen. are you hearing me Hallelujah. praise the lord Hallelujah. but the rapture is not the second coming we will meet the lord in the air Second coming is coming down together with God. So you understand as you read the scripture? We will meet the Lord in the air. But that means Christ shall rise first and we who are alive shall be caught up together. Caught up together. That's rapture. We will be there for seven years. And then what happened? The Bible says in the book of Revelation, we will come down like rain from heaven. People who see it's like rain. Something is raining down from heaven. It's Christ, angels, and us, the church. We're going to establish the kingdom of God forever. We'll be based in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. And no government, nobody. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And during that time, you're not going to be ordinary. During that time, you're not going to be ordinary. We will be priests serving, serving in the house of God. 
So what, what about the Israelites? Pastor, the Israelites, according to the scriptures, they will experience the phenomenon called the born again phenomenon, like whatever that we're experiencing right now. Because the kingdom is now shifted to us. It is now we live that life. In the one the millennium reign of Christ, that's another story for another date. We will be in Israel, in Jerusalem, reigning with Christ as priests and kings. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? But what happened to the Israelites? They will be experiencing these things that happens to us. That's what Isaiah said. This phenomenon is a new creation, born of God, child of God, eternal life in us. It's like a cat stuck in the But for us, we become priests because we've shifted, shifted to another next level. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hey, come on, somebody. I know who I am. Hallelujah. The Lord is gracious and kind. Hallelujah. So what, what, what happened? What happened to us at the time? The Bible says in the book of Exodus chapter 19 verse 6. This is God's desire, God's idea. Look at this. And ye shall be unto me a what? A kingdom of priests and a holy nation. But they couldn't get it. It came to them, but they rejected Jesus Christ who's the chief cornerstone. Are you hearing me? And that vision moves to the church. In the millennium will be the kingdom of priests. Are you part of that? This was God's idea. He spoke to the Israelites. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And these are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. But they couldn't catch it. They rejected all of the prophets. Hallelujah. Jesus cried, oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem. It's finished, it's done. How did I always try to bring you together, but you still always ignore. But it says the kingdom shall be taken from you and given to another nation that shall bring the fruits thereof. He said, listen, the hallows and the publican, they will enter first the kingdom. They will go first to the kingdom, then you. But God's idea was a kingdom of priests. The Bible says you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, royal priesthood. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, we are king priests. My God, my God, not everybody can enter into the holies of holies. Not everybody can enter into that holy place to offer sacrifices. Glory to God. The Lord banished all those things that the Israelites used to have, including their law, including all that curtain, torn down. What happened? You can access the spirit. Because the truth of the matter is only those who are born of God can come boldly to the throne of grace. The Bible says, come boldly into the throne of grace and obtain mercy. Before, only the priests only go into the, into, into the holiness of holies to obtain mercy from God. When God answers, but he says, you, because you are priests, you enter. Amen. You enter. He says, just come boldly. You come boldly into the throne of grace. You obtain mercy. The Bible says, oh, in times of need, in times of need, you're not struggling. 
I'm not struggling now. I do understand. Oh. I shouldn't be struggling with sickness. I refuse to be sick. I cannot have diabetes. I cannot have high blood pressure. No, a thousand times no. Amen. You speak it. The word of God in your mouth is God talking. Hey. Are you hearing me? You want to hear God talking? Open your mouth and begin to speak. Speak the scriptures everywhere you go. Speak to your finances. A lot of people think that speech, speaking is, you know, a lot of people are talking because they think, you know, words are right. No. We are spirit. We are born of God. He says the words that I speak unto you, they are life and spirit. All you need to do is speak in tongues and you create that false spirit. Pastor told us. He told us, he told us this. You speak in tongues until, as you speak in tongues, your spirit will glow. There's a glow in your spirit. As you keep on pressing more, that glow reaches your soul. As you keep on speaking tongues more, that glow reaches your body. When that glow reaches your body, that is living in divine health. Sickness cannot touch you. And then if you keep on speaking tongues, speaking tongues, that glow, that force field increases and emanates out of your body. Even as you come into a place, one kilometer before you reach that place, they are feeling your presence already. Demons flee. Things work together for your good. That's how things work together for good for us. It doesn't matter you come to a place, that person really hates you. They try to do some things against you, but your force field, hallelujah, your force field that you bring with you, glory to God, hallelujah, corrects the anomalies. Slowly. They still hate you, but (laughs) suddenly they are giving to you. They may give to you while, you know, I told them they may give to you while really hating you. Like that. They Yay, you. Praise the Lord. Amen. But the truth of the matter is, all things must work together for you. Amen. That's what Christian is. All we affect our surrounding. We're not a bunch of crazy people. Listen, if you keep on coming listen, to church like this, you will never miss what God wants to give you, to build you, to take you into another level. We're not just coming to church, a bunch of people who just reading the Bibles, you know, read the Bible, pray every day, and you grow, grow, grow. Glory to God. That's true. That's true. Man, hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. We're not just a bunch of people that's, you know, Christian that goes to church and carry a Bible. No, 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 no. It's a kingdom, brother. It's a kingdom, sister. Hallelujah. That kingdom has come and it is here right now. Amen. Here right now. We are kingdom builders. We have assignment. Pastor Chris told us there's a difference between assignment. You know, an assignment, he defined assignment. Assignment meaning, take for example, you give an assignment in school and the teacher expects you to give the, the, you know, the required, you know, result. That's assignment. And he told us in this year, treat everything that is done in the church as an assignment. The Lord is gracious and kind. Woo, hallelujah. So it was in God's mind, to make them kingdom of priests. But they didn't receive it. What happened? He says the kingdom has been removed from you and given to a nation. And he called us holy nation. Why are we holy? Why are we holy? Why are we holy? Because of our nativity. We are not from this world. Hallelujah. We're not humans. You're seriously not humans inside of you. Amen. Grace is inside Amen. of you. A 
stability is inside Amen. of you. Are you hearing me? Amen. It's all inside of you. It's all inside of you. Your next, next level is all inside of you. You don't, you don't need to run around. Amen. You don't need to look for answers. The answers is inside of you. Amen. The world should come to you and look for answers Amen. because you have that kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. You are divinely supplied. Amen. You're not going to look around for supplies. Amen. Supplies coming to you. Amen. Where do you get it? It's inside of you. Amen. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom. Where is the kingdom? The kingdom is set up in you. Amen. What is in the kingdom? Divine health. Look at, Amen. try to shut out. What is a health kind? The, 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 the ministry of health in the kingdom. <laughs> hey, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. What is the ministry of finance in the kingdom? So when you apply those principles, listen, you don't live in this kingdom and feel like you're a foreigner. When we talk about finances, you feel like, no, 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 no. Chill. You are in the kingdom. You belong in the kingdom. Hallelujah. So the moment as you operate rightly, apply the right principles, you will enjoy this, this, this inheritance in the kingdom. Pastor taught us something. Pastor Peter Noel, original pastor, he said something during the MPTC. He said this. He said that money, when it comes to money, because I was speaking on finances, money is a spirit. Money can hear and listen. It can hear fear and it can hear faith. It can see fear and it can see faith. When money comes to you and then you are deciding things you cannot give, you cannot do certain things because of fear, it detects. So understand, I want you to pay close attention to what I'm saying right now. You should understand and know that you are part of the kingdom. You are born there. God did it. God did it. The same God that created everything around this one, around this world, the sun, the moon, the same God, but in the true form, in spirit form, because the spirit form is the real form of God. It's a real form of God. Hallelujah. He said spirit. It's truth. The truth form. You are born in truth form, not biologically. So I go, he said, we see in DNA text that's my child. No. Hallelujah. They still have the truth. It doesn't matter if your eyes, your senses are telling you. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter if that person steals and you saw it with your eyes. Glory to God. Yeah. He says, hey, the truth is what I say. No, 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 no. There's a truth behind everything that we see. Truth is a person. When you know that person, you will know what, what, what that person has done to that person that you've seen that is offending you. But I saw that person, I heard, he gossiped about me, he, he said things, she said these things, you heard. But it's still not the truth. Truth is a person. And you have found out what the truth has done to that person, you know that person has, you, you forgive that person. And that's the truth. You cannot be offended. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? So you know the truth? You know the truth? You know the truth? Say, I'm strong. Say, I, I, I operate differently. Say, I live in a kingdom, a most powerful kingdom. Hey, come on, somebody! Hey! Say, I'm in the kingdom now! See, you're not going there, but you're already there now. You're already there now. You're waking up into the reality. You are in that reality right now. Yes. As you look, as you open your eyes, as you speak, listen, this is why we cannot go down. We cannot be down. We cannot be down. No, a thousand times, no. I refuse to die. I refuse to be sick. I refuse to be poor. I refuse the down life. I know who I am. Hey, I know who I am. I'm part of God. Whatsoever is part of God, overcome oh, the 
the world. Hey, I'm the blessed one. I know who I am. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? Come on, do you know who you are? You're not a weak trying to be strong. No, you are the strong. You're not the poor trying to be rich. No, who told you you are poor? What is the truth? What is the truth? Truth is a person. You look into your finances. What is the truth? What is the truth? You look into your bank account. What is the truth? We are the kingdom. We are the kingdom. We are the kingdom. We have that holy nation. Across Coast Kabahaya, sit down for a moment. Rabba Sata Kabahaya. Ligros Coast Sata Kabahaya. Say, I'm the blessed of the Lord. Say, do you know the truth? Do you know the truth? Say, I love the truth. You got it? Have you caught on to the truth? Have you caught on to the truth? When it comes to your finances, do you know the truth? When it comes to your health, do you know the truth? And Pastor was teaching us, he said, your relevant and impact makes you effective in this era. Makes you effective. So I said, oh Lord, I don't want to be an ineffective person. No, a thousand times no. I want to be effective. This is the whole reason I was introducing you on why you should not miss church. I don't know there's a reason. Glory to God. So relevant, being relevant and making impact will make you effective. Praise the Lord of being effective. And pastor says, being effective means you are capable of producing intended results. Capable of producing intended results. This church, I'm speaking to you. You are capable of producing intended results. In this year, you're going to be so effective. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What, what does it mean? How can I be effective? Hallelujah. When a target is set, when a target is set, here in a local church, understand that's the plan expansion of the kingdom that the Lord has given to us. I have a role. I have a role to play. Hallelujah. I must be part of this kingdom. My role is to make sure that this kingdom expands. My role is to make sure that this kingdom hallelujah, proliferates. Because this is the year of the prolific church. Meaning the year of the kingdom of God. <laughs> the year of the glory of the kingdom of God. The rapture could happen this year. Hallelujah. So what is, whenever the target is set, hallelujah, whenever the target is set in this church by our regional, by our pastor, by our president, we've got to do it. An effective leader, an effective pastor, an effective church member, hallelujah, will do those set targets. Hallelujah. Without questions. Praise the Lord. Without any questions. Amen. Or to make your understanding of what we are doing right now in these last days is very vital. Hello, if you've been joining us, you've been seeing, hearing from us, hello, you would know. You would have this understanding of where we are and what we are doing and where we are going. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Are you in this place? Amen. Let me show you something. The book of Acts chapter 10 verse 38. The book of Acts chapter 10 verse 38. And I think I should close in here. The Bible says... Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Say, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Say, I love you so dearly. 
You are the treasure of my heart. You're the song that I sing. You're the melody in my heart. You're the air that I breathe. You're, you're important. You're the essence of my life. I cannot live without you. You are the beauty of my life. That is the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit to us. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with what? With the Holy Ghost. And with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Wow. For God was what? Listen, let me tell you something amazing about the ministry of Jesus. I want to tell you something again today. It's not how long you live. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's not about how long you live. It's not about, oh, that person is 120 years old. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not about how long you live. It's the impact that you make that matters. Praise the Lord. Jesus was an example of that. If you go to the scriptures, you will find out that Jesus didn't live long on the earth. Right? Jesus didn't live long on the earth. He died when he was 33 years old. And he ran his ministry for three years, according to the scriptures. So he died when he was 33 years old. Hallelujah. But what happened? He impacted the world tremendously. Let me go to the book of Luke, chapter 3, verse 23, from the NLT translation. Give it to me from the NLT translation, the New Living Translation. Hallelujah. Luke 3, 23. Let's see this Bible verse. He says, Jesus was about... Read it together. Two, three, go. 30 years old when he... When he began his public ministry. So he was about 30 years old. So he started when he was 30 and then he died when he was 33. Right? So very young. How many of you are 30 years old here? Yeah? Right? Or are you in your 30s? Praise the Lord. But that's not your 30 years old now. Hallelujah. Amen. You are still in your 20s. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That doesn't mean that you will be relevant when you're 30. <laughs> Some of you will reach 30. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the Lord Jesus is coming back again. So Jesus was about 30 years old when he began his public ministry. Jesus was known as the son of Joseph. That Joseph was the son of Heli. Praise the Lord. Now, when you look at that, it's amazing. He started when he was 30 years old, and then he was crucified when he was 30 years old. Hallelujah. So what happened? He ministered or preached the gospel for just how many years? Three years. And then guess what? He changed the world. Did you know he changed the world? Hallelujah. All throughout history, there's no single individual that has made or could ever make the kind of impact on the whole world as Jesus. Even the dating system, you know the dating system that we have here in the earth, back and forth, it is reference to him. Like take for example, the BC is before Christ and then the AD is end of the meaning. He's reference to who? Reference to Christ. That's how impactful in the physical world Jesus was. Amen. Isn't that amazing? So he lived, according to the scripture, he manifested the glory of God in his days on the earth. He walked on water. Hallelujah. He talked to the wind and waves. It means they can listen. The winds and the waves can listen. Hallelujah. 
he unstopped deaf ears. Then that means the truth, there's a truth behind the deaf ears. There's a truth behind it. Are you hearing me? Even if you're in this room, maybe there's some problem with the ear. Come alive in Jesus' name. Be healed right now. Heal right now. By the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. So think about he unstopped deaf ears, he opened blind eyes. That means blind eyes can be opened. That's a truth. Because truth is dealing with whatever the case is. Huh? Are you hearing me? He walked on water. Mm. So there's a truth. There's a truth. Hallelujah. He healed the lame legs. He restored the maimed limbs. There's a truth. He raised the dead. There's a truth. Hallelujah. Then what happened? He died and he was resurrected. Even death. There's a truth in death. He resurrected. Glory to God. And then what happened? He made salvation possible to all humanity. Hallelujah. So the beautiful thing is that he did all these things. He did it through the power of the Holy Spirit that we just saw there. What made him possible to do those things that he did in order for him to impact the world in just three years of ministry, he impacted the whole world. How did he do it? It's through the power of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14 verse 10. John chapter 14 verse 10. Say, I love the Holy Spirit. I love the Holy James, Spirit. John 14 10. The Bible says, Believers thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me. You don't believe that I'm in the Father and the Father that is in me because they were, you know, they were asking questions. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. He, the Father that dwells in Christ is the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The Father that dwells in Christ is the Holy Spirit. Where is the Father? Is in you because the Holy Spirit is in you. He was the one that, was the, that, that, that did the work. He says, the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the work. So if Jesus can be impactful, how about you? You have received the Holy Spirit. How about you that you have received the Holy Spirit? Glory to God. Amen. In John chapter 8 verse 38. John chapter 8 verse 38. He says, I speak that which I have seen with my father. And you do that which you have seen with your father. Glory to God. He said, I speak that which I have seen with my father. So what was he doing? He was, he cannot speak anyhow. He will only speak the father's speech or the father's talk. Because talk, talking is very vital. You cannot talk unnecessarily. When he speak, cannot speak unnecessarily. He was so full of the Holy Ghost, so charged. That, that he's so careful about the way he speaks. And when, when he, oh, no one says the word that I speak unto you, they are alive and they are spirit, nothing else. If it is not spirit, if it is not inspired by his father, which is the Holy Ghost that is in him, the one that does the work, that doeth the work, then forget it. Praise the Lord. When, when the Holy Spirit is not talking through your mouth, that is when your flesh is speaking. You will gossip, you will be angry, you will say this, this and that. Let God talk. Think about it. If you're a mother, let God talk in your family. Amen. You can change situation around. Amen. Imagine God talking in your family. The Holy Spirit inside of you talking, shaping things, creating things. Wow. And imagine how fast things can change. Oh, how fast things can change because the Father speaking. The Father speaking. 
Hallelujah. The Father speaking in your finances. You've got to talk. You've got to talk. He says, I speak that which I have seen with my Father. And then he says, you do that which you have seen with your Father. You will only do the things that you have seen with your Father. He said, I speak. Are you in this place? I really like the arrangement. Did you see it? He said, I speak that which I have seen. What I see, I speak because he's the word. But he says, he said to you, you have seen, you will, you, you, you know, you do that which you have seen with your father. Speaking is doing. Are you seeing that? He said, you will only do what you see your father does. Hey, but he showed us that speaking. Hey, speaking. Hallelujah. Wow. I speak that which I have seen with my father. And then he says, you will only do that which you have oh, seen with your father. How do you do the things that your father does? In our kingdom, we speak. Speaking is doing. Oh boy. Hallelujah. I'm loaded. I'm loaded. I know who I am. I know who I am. I love the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm moving upward and forward. I am different. I am different. I am different. So Jesus was his union with the Father in an extraordinary way. He did nothing without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. This is why you need to fast and pray. This is why you need to fast and pray. This is why you need to meditate on the Word. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Now I understand why he fasted that way. He was so charged. Whatever he said. When he began his ministry, when he was 30 years old, whatever he said, it's the Holy Spirit speaking. Hallelujah. So sensitive to the Holy Spirit. He said, the flesh profited nothing. It is the spirit that gives life. And he impacted the whole world. He impacted the whole world. Hallelujah. So now, as a born-again Christian, we have the same ability right now with us. You have the ability to function just like that. It's there already. Hallelujah. As you go, speak in tongues, speak in tongues. I don't have a time to pray. Everybody has a 24 hours. Everybody has been given 24 hours. Hallelujah. Pastor Christ taught us. Don't spend a lot of time sleeping. In your sleep, you can do a lot of things. Paul says it. To be a success. Hallelujah. Success, successful people, they sleep less. Oh boy. There's a Holy Ghost talking to you. You hearing me? Hallelujah. Happens, you can't go, you're removed from the kingdom. Don't be 
do with them. Hallelujah. The book of Hebrews told us that, that when you already know the truth and then you ignore it, it's like you are trampling on the Lord Jesus Christ underfoot. Praise the Lord. That's the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26. Hebrews 10, 26. Hallelujah. Thank God I have my reference Bible right in front of me. That's a good advantage. Always have a strong leaders. He said, if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, sin willfully, meaning you are willingly, deliberately, deliberately, you deliberately do it after that we have received the knowledge of the truth there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin there is no other sacrifice that is from God that can atone you for that sin okay next verse verse 27 hallelujah glory to God but a certain what is what is left is not a sacrifice but only a certain fearful looking for it of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. The things that was prepared for the devil will prepare those who willfully sin. Oh my God. This is the year of the prolific church. So this is the year of prolific church. So I'm prolific. I'm prolific. I declare my Christian walk, my spirit life, spiritual life, hallelujah, my kingdom life. I'm focused. Let the kingdom of God expand in you. That's prolific. Look at next verse, verse 28. Then he says this, He that despises Moses' law in the Old Testament, they died without mercy. No mercy, they died. Under two or three witnesses, stoned to death. That's according to Moses' law. And then he says in verse 29, How much more, how much sorrow, punishment, Suppose you shall he be not worthy. shall be shall he be not worthy who have trodden underfoot the Son of God. He died for you. And not only that, and he counted the blood of the covenant, the blood of Christ, wherewith he was sanctified as unholy thing. Which is willingly because you, you have come into a stage where you think that the Lord cannot sustain you. Do you know the kingdom that you are in? No father will leave his children unattended. He will never leave and forsake you. You want to decide. No wonder he told us this is also the year of decision to the world. You gotta have faith in these things. You gotta believe in these things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He says, but sometimes these are the people who believe in the truth and they deliberately sin, willfully sin. And then he says, if the law of Moses says that if you sin by the two or three witnesses, you shall be killed with no mercy. He said, How much sorrow the punishment suppose you shall he be thought worthy who have trodden underfoot the Son of God? Some people they are trodden the Son of God underfoot. Oh God, I don't want to be that person. And have counted the blood of the covenant. He was as and have done despite. And have done things despite unto, unto the spirit of grace. 
rejected the spirit of God that is in you, which is the spirit of grace, the spirit of God's ability that can actually push you into the next level. Oh, and they reject the spirit of God. I said, oh my God, the moment that I read this, I said, change the way I look at the Lord. Number one, we're in the kingdom, amen? Isn't it amazing? Stand up with me, speaking tongues, kingdom, kingdom of priests. Speak in tongues right now. That's why we pray. That's why we speak in other tongues. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues.